God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is eternal. Thank you that it gives us insight into who you are, that it tells us how to be saved. It tells us how to remain saved. And God, it helps us to prepare for eternity with you. Uh, God, use your word tonight to minister to our hearts that we could see you better and live lives worthy of Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to begin in verse 16. And uh, Paul writes here, he says, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now I want to go back and I want you to help me out here. In verse 18, he says, give thanks in what? In what? Tell somebody around you to give thanks in all circumstances. Tell them. Give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. Some translations say, give thanks in all situations. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about what this means, how we can put it into practice, and finally, why we need to put this into practice. So let's talk about what it means. What does it mean to give thanks in all circumstances? It's a radical thought when you consider it. Give thanks in all situations. And what it means is that no matter what we're going through, if we are in Christ, we can find a reason to be thankful. That if you are a Christian, if you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you've been redeemed from this dark world, if you have the hope of heaven, you have a reason every day, no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance, to give thanks, to be thankful, to have joy in your heart. And I know we we believe that. But are we living that? There is no excuse ever for a Christian to be ungrateful. There's no reason for us to be complainers or cynics or quote New Yorkers because we are in Christ. Remember the scripture, give thanks in all circumstances. You know, in the Bible and in life, we find ourselves sometimes in difficult circumstances. Things that people never prepared us for before we got baptized. And when you look in the scriptures, you you see many men and women of God who fall in trying, difficult, overwhelming situations. Struggling to be faithful, struggling to make it through. And yet, we also see that oftentimes they remain committed to God and thankful in their relationship with God. Now, one great example of this is Philippians chapter 16. Paul and Silas, they're called by the Spirit of God to go and preach the word in the, the, the Macedonian cities. 
They end up in Philippi, and they're doing some good work. Lydia and her household become disciples. God is blessing them. And then they, they encounter this woman who has this spirit, who is helping men win money for themselves, and they heal her. And they end up in jail for doing something good. And while they're in jail, they are treated terribly. Matter of fact, the Bible says that they were stripped and beaten. They took all their clothes off, they beat them down, and they fastened them in the stocks. You know, I just thought, what would my attitude be in that situation? Here I am, trying to do good for God, bring people to Jesus, and I end up in prison, beaten, and all my clothes taken away from me. The Bible says in Acts 16, verse 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Fill me, Lord. I mean, they, I mean, they, they just singing. Praise to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them saying, What are these fools doing? What was your attitude then? I believe that they were not thankful for their circumstance, but they were thankful in their circumstance. And Paul would later write back to these Philippians some of the most incredible words ever recorded. Philippians 4, verse 4, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. It's one of the prison epistles, along with Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon. When Paul is in prison later in his life, he's writing to people outside of prison, be joyful always. Be thankful always. And you think about whatever circumstance you find yourself in this evening. Is it worse than that? And he set them an example. When he was in Philippi, when he was mistreated, that he still continued to be committed to God and to rejoice in Jesus. Earlier in his letter in Philippi, when he's talking about where he's come from and how blessed he is, he says in Philippians 3 verse 7, but whatever is to my profit and I'll consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He understood the value of being a Christian. He understood the blessing of being in Christ. That no matter what's going on in my life, that if I'm saved, if I'm redeemed, if Jesus has rescued me, if I'm no longer enslaved to my sin and living out there in that world with no hope, no direction, and no purpose, and that God has come into my life and I don't deserve it, no matter what my circumstance is, I have a reason to be thankful. Because I've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. How are you doing this evening?
in the area of things. Sometimes I hear disciples say, well, under the circumstances, not so bad. And my question is, what you doing under there? (laughs) Stop living under the circumstances and start being victorious through the circumstances. No matter the circumstances. And I don't know what yours are this evening. But whatever they are, are you still praying and singing to God? Are you still in, in, in whatever little itty bitty section of this, this universe God's given you to pay rent for? Are you still singing and, and giving praise to God when you leave here this evening? No matter the circumstances, are you still thanking God every day for your salvation? Is your heart still grateful? No matter the circumstances, are you still living a committed life to Jesus? Making no compromise, making no excuse, because you realize that your circumstance, if you're saved, is better than anybody else's who's not saved. No matter the circumstance, are you still maintaining your standard of personal righteousness? I will not compromise. I will not give in because I'm thankful that Jesus died on the cross for me. Where do you find yourself this evening? Too many disciples have taken their eyes off Jesus when things go sideways. And if you're not in a difficult circumstance, one will come your way eventually. And if you've already been through a few, I wish I could tell you, you're done. But you're not. So continue to give thanks in every circumstance, in every situation. You know, Phil Garrison came and preached to the Westchester region uh, last Sunday. And he read a scripture from Psalm 73. I'd like to share just a, a little bit of it with you. And I think it... it it was just so apropos for the moment because the sermon was on be, being thankful in prayer. And our theme for the month of November is be thankful. And in Psalm 73, verse 21, this is what the psalmist writes. And see if you can relate to this. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you and you hold Hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me... It is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. What a great prayer from the psalmist. And what he's saying is when I consider all that I've been through and all that that I'm going through, God, I have you. And if I have you, I have enough. And I'm grateful. Are you grateful in your present circumstances? And we're going to struggle. But we still can give thanks in all circumstances. This is what it means. That if I'm a Christian, no matter what comes my way, 
I can find a reason to praise God and to rejoice in Him and to be thankful in Him. I may not be thankful for the circumstances come my way, but I'm not going to let anything take away my gratitude and joy while I'm in the circumstance. Are you with me there? That's what it means. Now, let's talk about how to do it, because this is the hard part. Because, you know, we, we're real spiritual people and we can quote the scriptures and we know what they say. And we can even tell other people when they walk in here sad and depressed exactly what they need to do in order to change. We may not be doing it ourselves, but we know what to tell other people. We, we, can, we can tell them Philippians 2.14 right now. I got a scripture for you, sister. Let me tell you what it says. The Lord says, do everything without complaining or, or murmuring. And, and that's what you're doing right now. You, 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 need, you need to deal with that. Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. You heard what Sam said in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Be a real disciple of Jesus. When we know in ourselves that, that we're bitter and upset and unhappy. And we're not rejoicing. So... Don't just know the word. Put it into practice. Amen. So how do we do this? Well, I think one of the ways that you can give thanks in all circumstances is to count your blessings. This is a great season to count your blessings. Not your testings, your blessings. Psalm 103 verse 1, one of my favorite scriptures. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Man, have we benefited from being Christians? Have we benefited from being in the Lord? Have we benefited from being in the kingdom of God? If you're not benefiting, you're missing the mark. You're not doing something right if you're not benefiting from being a Christian. If you still think your old life was better than your new life, you, you missed it. Man, the benefits are immeasurable. He goes on and says, who forgives all your sins. Can I get an amen on that? How many of our sins does God forgive? How often do we sin? All the time. He forgives all our sins, heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pits and crowns you with love and compassion. Do you know tonight how much God loves you? He knows you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He praises and thanks Jesus for saving you. That's how special you are. You. And no one else may know your name. And people often forget your name, mispronounce your name. But God knows who you are. Redeems your life from the pit, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his way to Moses, deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Or repay us according to our iniquities. Amen. For as high as the heavens.
heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Though you may feel guilty, though you may have the, the propensity to be guilty, right now, tonight, at the right hand of God, Jesus says, not guilty. You're not guilty. Though Satan accuses you day and night and points out every evil thought, everything you do wrong, God tonight says you're blameless. You're spotless as the day you first got baptized into Christ. That's what Jesus does for you. We need to be grateful. Count your blessings. Thank God for the life you have. And you may think, well, man, I wish my life was this or that. Hey, you, you don't have to be here in the good old USA. For some reason, you're here. And there are people marching hundreds of miles trying to get here. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your family. Say, well, Sam, there's some jacked up people in my family. Welcome to family. We all got, we all got an Uncle Bob or Aunt Jean or somebody. But thank God for your family. Thank God for your friends. Some of you didn't even have any friends before you came here. Thank God. Not any real ones. Not any real ones. Thank God for your home. Says, well, man, I don't like my apartment. I wish it was this. At least you got some place to stay. Thank God. Right? Count your blessings. Thank God for your job. Thank God. You, you, got a, you get a paycheck. It may not be much, but at least you get something. Thank God for it. Am I right, church? Thank God for your food. You know how we love to eat. Thank God for making food, for making taste buds, for making, for making the, the smell of food. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm going to thank God for the feast that's coming my way. Thank God for your health. Says, well, Sam, my health could be better, but at least you're here. Thank God. Thank God for your talents. Whatever they may be. Thank God for them. He's made you special. Thank God for your possessions. So Sam, I ain't got much. Well, thank God for your phone. When you go in your closet, thank God. You, most of you got more shoes than you can wear anyway, but thank God for them. Thank God for what you have. Thank God for your GPS. Thank God for your hair, girls. Thank God. Man, us brothers, we, we don't have much to be thankful for in that department. Not most of us don't. Thank God for your clothes. Some of you look real nice tonight. Thank God. Thank God for your favorite store. Maybe it's Home Depot. Maybe it's Saks Fifth. I don't know, but thank God for it. Thank God for, your, for, for, for Starbucks, right? Thank God for Dunkin' Donuts. You shouldn't go there as much as you do, but thank God for it. Thank God for your favorite dessert. Thank God that you hide from your roommates. Thank God for your favorite television program. Thank God for Netflix, amen? Thank God for Amazon Prime. Thank God for your sleep. Oh, sleep is a blessing from God. And we get all this in Jesus too? 
on top of all of the blessings we get Jesus, the world has a lot of those other things, but then they don't have Jesus. Count your blessings. Number two, take captive every thought. You know, sometimes we think some crazy thoughts. We listen to the devil. We listen to the world. Sometimes you shouldn't even listen to yourself. And you have to say, self, stop it. What, what you say, what you're thinking now is stupid. It ain't true. In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, the Bible says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. This is 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4. Verse 5, he says, We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself against the, up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Sometimes those negative thoughts come in your mind. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not loved. I'm not important. Life is not fair. Here I've been a Christian all this time. I haven't been blessed like other people have been blessed. Sometimes we're like the older brother and the prodigal son. When the younger brother comes home, he, he tells the father, look, you never had a party for me. Who's going to notice when I go away? Gwen went away. If I went away, is anybody going to give me a, give me a card? Are they going to miss me? Huh? Am I going to get to sing Canaan's Land? I can sing Canaan's Land. <laughs> Y'all talk about I'm on my way. You don't even know where I'm going. I mean, we get these negative thoughts in our head. God doesn't love me. He doesn't even notice me. I will never, I will never be blessed. I will never be blessed. No, no, I'll never be blessed. Stop it. Talk to yourself and you tell self, shut up. What you're thinking is wrong. I got to set my mind well on things above. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Don't think about the negative things. Don't think about the defeats. Don't think about what you don't have. Don't compare yourself with somebody else. You think about how God has blessed you right now. How good God has been to you right now. And you listen not to the devil, not to the world, but you listen to God. And let me say what God says in Psalm 37. He says, do not fret because of evil men. Or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon weather. Like green plants, they will soon die. Don't you be envious of that girl on your job? Or that guy on your job? Don't be envious of them. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. You need to claim that promise. You need to claim that she has a lot enough. We're not even claiming the promises of God. We're sitting around whining. Instead of saying, God, you said it. You said it, God. That if I delight myself in you, if I exalt you, if I praise you, if I commit myself to you, if my ambitions are godly, 
that you will give me the desires of my heart. You going to hold God to that or not? Are you going to sit down with your head down just whining and crush? Stop it. Claim the promises. He goes on, he says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. I had this scripture read at my wedding. And I'm going to claim that promise. I'm going to claim it. Why don't you claim it with me? Stop all the negativity. Some of us, we talk negative. I mean, everything that comes out of our mouth is just, it's just, it's a minus, never a plus. How are you doing? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just like, stop it already. Nobody even wants to be around you the way you be grumping, grumbling all the time. We can't even put you in kids' kingdom because you make the babies cry. Get them out of there. I mean, your glass is always half empty. No, it's not. Why does it have to be happy? You serve a great God. Stop the negative thinking. You know, I want to read this to you. It says, develop an attitude of gratitude if you tend to gravitate towards negative in life rather than what's positive. It says, begin praying. Now, I want you to listen to this. Even though I clutch my blank blanket and growl when the alarm goes off, thank the Lord that I can hear there are many who are deaf. Even though I close my eyes as long as possible against the morning light, thank you, Lord, I can see there are many who are blind. Even though I put off the effort to rise, thank you, Lord, that I have the strength to get up, there are many who are bedridden. Even though the first hour of my day is hectic, when, when socks are lost, toast is burned, and tempers are short, thank you, Lord, for my family. There are many who are all alone. Even though our breakfast table never looks like the pictures in the magazines and the menu at times is unbalanced, thank you, Lord, for the food we have, for there are many who are hungry. Even though my job is sometimes monotonous and I don't like it, thank you for the opportunity to work. There are many who are unemployed. Even though I complain from time to time, and wish my circumstances were different. Thank you for the gift of life. There are people in the graveyard who would gladly change places with me. Even though I make mistakes, stumble and fall, thank you for the grace to get up again. There are many who didn't make it. Thank you, Lord. How do you give thanks in all circumstances? You count your blessings. You take captive every thought. You discipline your emotions and feelings. How you feeling tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How you feeling as a Christian? How you feeling? Because sometimes we feel some stuff, don't we? Man, it's like, I'm angry. Why are you angry? Sometimes I don't even know why I'm angry. I'm just saying. <laughs> Nothing's worked out the way I planned. They count the cost to me. They gave me this great vision. Told me if I got the Holy Spirit, this was going to happen and that was going to happen. And none of us happened. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I'm worried. 
I'm worried about my future. And your emotions can get the best of you. And we've all been there. Sometimes we're hurt. You've been hurt as a Christian? Oh, man. Some of us, people forgot us. We, 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 we texted them. They didn't text us back. We called them. They saw our call ID and they didn't even answer the phone. I know they're there. I know they're home. I drove by. I walked by. I saw the lights on. I know you in there. I know you in there. Uh-huh. Says you're going to follow up. I'm still waiting for you to follow up. That was two months ago. You didn't follow up yet? Man, we feel a lot of things, don't we? We feel. We get, we get envious sometimes. Why she blessed? <laughs> Why you bless her, Lord? I'm more spiritual than she is. Why he blessed? That brother been struggling since the day he got baptized. How he got blessed? <laughs> he ain't had a week of quiet times ever. He only know two books of the Bible. Genesis and Revelation, and you done blessed him. We feeling all kinds of things, man. Then I go to church and they're preaching at me. Preaching at me. Just discouraging me. How are you going to deal with those feelings? How do you overcome these emotions? You know, this is where Cain was. In Genesis. He was disappointed. He says, I did, I did better than Abel, man. Come on now, Lord. And you're going to bless him and skip over me? And, he, and the Lord disciple him. He did. He says, why are you angry? Ask him. Sometimes we have these conversations right here at Thanksgiving time. Why are you why are you unhappy? Why are you depressed? Oh, I know some of us be trying to up it a little bit down with China. I ain't depressed. Oh, yeah, right. Too late. We done caught you now. We saw you when you came in here. You went right to the back row because you didn't want to be bothered. And you planned to leave during the last song. I'm out of here. Don't say I wasn't there. I I was there. I checked in. But I didn't want to be there, but I came anyway because I didn't want anybody getting on my case, bothering me. So I checked in. But you're not here. You're not checked in. You're here. You're still checked out. You got to deal with those feelings, man. Sometimes the emotions come out of nowhere, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you, you just get up and you go, how you feeling? Bad? Why? I don't know why. I'm just, just having an ism. How do you overcome the emotions? What did God tell Cain? He says, if you do what is right, do what is right. You see, you don't change feelings with feelings. You change feelings with action. You can't feel yourself into a better way of acting. You have to act yourself into a better way of feeling. So, if you're not feeling joyful, if you're not feeling connected, if you're not feeling love, then start doing something about it. Get in your Bible. Start reading it. And let God speak to you. Pick up the phone and initiate with somebody. 
and stay after it and don't get weary and do not get discouraged. Devote yourself to prayer. How devoted are you to prayer? How committed you are, are you to daily time with God? Do something about it. Go to church. Don't miss men. We don't stay home watching them housewives who all jacked up themselves. How that going to help you? Nene can't help you. Portia can't help you. They can't help you. Go to church. Be committed. Go to Bible talk. Why are you staying home? Talking about you. <laughs> got a little sniffle. Go, go. You went to work. What are you doing? I was, I was sick. <laughs> You've been sick so many times. I mean, it's like, when you going to stop being sick? Have you been to the doctor? No, I ain't been to the doctor. Stop it already. Do something about it. Share your faith. Get in the Bible study. And you'll be grateful. Because you'll find somebody who does not have anything like you have. In Christ. Love somebody. Put your arms around somebody. Commit yourself to a relationship. This is how you do it. Do something. Don't leave here tonight where coming in as you were. This season of Thanksgiving, make a commitment to do something different than what you're doing right now. And get somebody to hold you accountable to that. Because what we're talking about tonight, we're talking about giving thanks in what? All circumstances. So what are you going to do differently than what you're doing now? Sometimes we want a different result. Then you're going to have to put forth some different action. Am I right, church? What are you going to do differently this week? Starting tonight. Starting tomorrow. What are you going to do differently? Are you going to decide to have a spiritual party? Or are you going to have another pity party? Alright? Because you know that old pity party. It's just you and the devil. Talking about how bad life is. And, and you, you just got to say, I'm, I'm getting up out of this. Get behind me, Satan. And then finally, why give thanks in all circumstances? In Philippians 2, verse 14. Philippians 2, verse 14. He says, do everything without complaining or arguing. And the church said, Amen. help us, Lord Jesus. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault and a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. You know what God wants you to do? He wants you to shine as a Christian. He don't want you to limp as a Christian. He don't want you to just barely make it as a Christian. He wants you to soar. He wants you to shine. He wants you to glow. And he tells you how to do it. Do everything without complaining. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault. In which you shine. You shine on your job. Because everybody else is complaining and you're not. Because you're grateful in Jesus. You shine in the devotional. 
Because everybody is, is, is unhappy about what they don't have, and you are thankful for your salvation. Don't just exist. Man, you know, the older you get, the more you realize you ain't got that much time left. So you need to shine. Don't just go through the motions. You see, God is glorified, sisters, when you shine, when you glow, when you're committed to Him, when you give your heart to Him, when you decide, I'm going to be a joyful, thankful, zealous, spirit-filled disciple of Jesus, beautiful on the inside where God, that God calls me to be. And it doesn't matter what other people are doing. If they complain, I don't want to hear it. Don't take away my glow. I'm trying to shine here. And I tell you what, there's some benefits. You got a better chance of attracting that eternal spouse if you're shining rather than whining. You're going to shine or whine. You decide. Shine. You can tell the sisters that are shining. Because you can't fake shining. Because it's either real or it's not. Know what I'm saying? Shine, brothers. Shine. Come on, dude. Shine. Shine yourself up. You're a man of God. You're filled with the Spirit of God. Shine! Look your best! Do all them little things that, that make a difference, but do it for God. You want to do it for the Lord, but are you shining as a man of God? Are you hiding? Lost? <laughs> That didn't sound like a brother saying that either. <laughs> Let me tell you what, guys. I got I to close out here, but can I say something? Can I say something? There's some amazing sisters in this room. If you shine yourself up a little bit, they ain't asking for much. Just, just love God, get a job. Keep a job. Just, just be a man of God. He'll bless you. Am I right? Can I get an amen on that? Shine yourself. I mean, get, get, get your glow on, man. I mean, just, just go on down to, to Walmart and get some new stuff. So you can feel better about yourself. And just, you know, walk and wreck. Walk like you, 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 you are somebody. Because you are somebody in Jesus. And somebody just might notice, what is going on with junk? What made the difference? I'm just walking in Jesus. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Reading my Bible every day. Praying every day. Committed to other disciples. Sharing my faith. I'm trying to be like Jesus. It look good, don't it? It look real good. 
It's a real good. Shine. Others will be encouraged when we're giving thanks in all circumstances. Paul said, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me in Philippians chapter 1 has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. His chains, his attitude in the midst of his chains, encouraged others. Do you realize I am so encouraged when I see singles who remain faithful through all the trials and circumstances? You inspire me. You inspire this church. And don't you ever think it's not noticed. It's also noticed when some of you who used to be on the front lines have now gone to the back lines. And you're no longer shining in Christ and striving to be the best that you can be. But I tell you what, you you may not hear it enough, but I am so proud of our EDGE ministry. I'm so proud of all of you. Because you give hope to other singles and you show people that yes, you can be a faithful, committed disciple of Jesus Christ in New York and in New Jersey in the 21st century. That you can give glory to God as a single. You know, I uh, I remember just a little while ago when I got the email that our sister Lynn Cherry had passed on. October 19th. October 25th, we had her memorial service. And all you heard were glowing reports of the joy that she had in Christ. She encouraged everybody. And you know, I think a lot of us, if we are really honest, we we look at that life and we go, Whoa! Man, she never got the things of this life that so many treasure. But she, she, she didn't give in. Bitterness, envy, or resentment. And when Paul says here that because of his change, others were encouraged. Because of her struggles, I was encouraged. Not by the struggle, but by the gratitude through the struggle. She continued to give thanks in her circumstance. Everybody in here has the opportunity to be a son or a daughter of encouragement. Whatever your circumstance tonight. You continue to give thanks. Somebody's watching. Somebody can be moved, lifted up, encouraged. But most of all, God is watching. You know, the Satan goes around the earth looking to, to, to take souls away from God. God may say, have you considered my servant? Because I know that no matter what she goes through, she's going to still remain faithful. Have you considered my servant, this brother? I'm not worried about him. You can throw whatever you want to throw at him. Because in the end, just like Job, he will remain faithful. 
you continue this season and every season to give thanks in all circumstances. God bless you.